Welcome to College Unbound, the weekly podcast by Focus Collegiate, dedicated to diverse learning in the college environment. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jane Taylor here with Focus Collegiate founder Grant Liebersberger. I'm very excited today because our topic is intentional change theory. Grant, it's a pleasure to be here with you again. Thanks again, Jane, for doing this. All right. This has been a delightful process. Intentional change theory is the basis for the work we do with students at Focus Collegiate. It's an evidence-based cyclical process for creating lasting positive change. Grant, can you give us some idea what it is and how it works? Sure. I'll um, give a shout out to uh, my former professor, Richard Boyatzis at Case Western Reserve University for this model. When I was at my uh, second crack at graduate school, I uh, studied under him and he was at the time he was perfecting this, this model that was really based and driven in neuroscience. The way that you go about providing support to a person, not just necessarily to a young adult with learning differences, in the view of the intentional change theory is based on personal vision and not improvement needs. And so the way that we talk with our students about achieving sustained and desired change, because their life is changing now that they are becoming a young adult, is we are working with them to help them visualize what their future looks like. And therefore, we're able to provide support and coach towards that desired outcome that they have articulated themselves. So in the past, we've treated people with more prescriptive types of interventions, whereas this is more of an aspirational one. And in the interim, after I left CASE, Richard and his colleagues tested this intentional change theory by conducting MRIs on the subjects that were working and being developed under the auspices of this coaching model. And uh, what they found is that the areas where the person would be most receptive to change are stimulated in the brain by using coaching and support that is attending to personal vision rather than what's wrong with you. <laughs> and which makes total sense, right? Yeah, so, so, so what we try to do is utilize the intentional change theory to get, because if we already have the student buy-in, then we are helping a student work on their self-assessment capabilities. And the way that you can do that is by having them articulate their vision of the future. And then also honestly have them assess what the reality of the current situation is. Oftentimes, those two things are divergent. And so our goal by utilizing the intentional change theory is to try to align what we call their ideal self and then their actual self or their real self, what's happening now. Because in order for students to have success and build resiliency capacity is that we want to get them as close as possible to achieving their own ideals. Mm. The exciting thing about intentional change theory, it's becoming very popular in the worlds of 
leadership development, emotional intelligence, and organizational change. I think it's fascinating to use this theory in terms of student growth and student success. I think that part of the way that intentional change theory works with students in Focus Collegiate has to do with the resonant relationships that students feel comfortable enough to explore. Well, first of all, explore their dreams and their goals, their aspirations, but also to honestly self-assess. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, last In the last podcast, we talked about getting student buy-in and that being the most important piece. And of course, it remains the most important piece in the intentional change theory. Because without the trusting resonant relationship, I wish I had a diagram, but this is a podcast and not a video. But if you go to focuscollegiate.com, you can see our evidence-based framework and it talks about the intentional change theory. And you'll see right in the middle of the cyclical process is the trusting and resonant relationships that is kind of the glue that keeps a young person moving from the ideal self to their analysis of their strengths and gaps, building the learning agenda, experimenting with new behaviors, mastering them, and then so on, you know, and then the cycle continues. And, but none of this works, and this is again validated by the neuroscience without the trusting and resonant relationships. And so we spend a great deal of time in the beginning prior to classes, making sure that those relationships are in fact robust enough to support not only cheering a student towards their success, but also asking the difficult questions sometimes when, uh, when there's some turbulence in a student's life. And so, so that's why we spend a lot of time on the resident relationships. That's why the neuroscience validates that it doesn't work without it. And mm -hmm. it, and it ultimately supports the entire student process and incremental growth towards sustained and desired change. Thanks for that description. Let me ask you, in what ways does Focus Collegiate integrate intentional change theory into the work it does with students? Yeah, excellent question. So as we go through the process with our students, we're, we're really looking at four core areas of analysis. We're looking at the students' academic capabilities, what's their own analysis of their own, you know, do they understand their learning profile, do they understand how they are as a learner. We're also assessing for kind of the life skills and independent living skills, also the social skills, and, and at the end of the day we're looking for the strengths and then the relative gaps. And then the difference between those two creates in the intentional change theory language a learning agenda. So how are we building on strengths and reducing the gaps? In the context of Focus Collegiate, we use the learning agenda to do a couple of different things. One, outline goals for the semester in those four quadrants. What are our goals? How are we going to get there? The other thing that we do is we develop what's called a student support agreement. And that is an expression of not only the student's personal vision, but how we're going to get there and what, in fact, is Focus Collegiate going to do with the student in this context of trusting and resonant relationship in order to help them move towards experimentation, practice, and mastery. So by having an explicit outlined agreement between the student 
and the and the, our organization we're able to be overt in what types of interventions that we're going to do what kind of support are we going to provide and the timeliness and frequency and all those things create the learning agenda i love that everything is overt the transparency builds the trust and enhances the relationship i have a question about the learning agenda and the student support agreement do these documents change through the course of the relationship they change with a high level of frequency uh, you know goals oftentimes things change quickly in the life of a young adult uh, and oftentimes our students are learning what they don't want to be doing more than learning what they want to be doing on a daily basis in college. And, uh, and sometimes, and that's just the process of becoming a young adult. And so the more you know, the more that maybe your vision is being refined and maybe the types of interventions are going to be tweaked in order to uh, better, well, as the student knows more about themselves and they know more about how we work, that we're able to refine our support to, to such a way where we can actually see a pathway to incrementally decreasing the number of supports that we provide in favor of student independence. Mm -hmm. And as the student support agreement and the learning agenda change, it sounds like the changes that take place in these two documents are based on student self-awareness and maybe honest reporting, self-reporting. Can you talk a little bit about how within the relationship students sort of hone their self-assessment skills? Yes. Uh, one of the things that is an area of challenge in any supportive relationship is, is the, you know, one of the participants in the relationship, what we recall an accurate and reliable self-reporter. One of the challenges we have sometimes when working with people towards their own sustained and desired change is sometimes this turbulence comes with fear or embarrassment or, you know, a desire not to reveal what has not been going well or what a student is not showing up for. And so what we do, what we do to try to combat that is by continually working on the trusting and resonant relationships. And when a student from time to time is not an accurate self-reporter, not bring the shame and the punitive and some of the other, what we would call NEA in the intentional change theory. We could probably talk about neuroscience all day and maybe we'll do it in a different podcast, but instead focusing on the positive side of the relationship and the opportunities that arise as a result of it's an experiential learning model. So it, it does require experience in order to be able to, move on and and grow from certain experiences mm -hmm. i hope that answers your question i'm <laughs> yes. not digressing it does the theory is a good one it makes sense how's the practice how's it going oh <laughs> it, it, well working with young adults for 25 years um this particular model functions in a way that is really consistent with the needs of a young person growing up into their own, uh, into their own vision and their own and trying to own their life. The beauty of the intentional change theory is that, and kind of back to your other point earlier, is that the intentional change theory was founded as an executive coaching model. And so over time, this has been able to be applied to, an indiv to individuals other than just executives 
But what this does do is it stays in the realm of appreciative inquiry and positive psychology, which we know has a lot of evidence basis for success. And so as a result, I mean, I'm thankful to say that this is probably the most productive uh, model that I've utilized with young adults in this particular place in their lives. Wow. It's a perfect ending on a high note. I love the evolution from the executive coaching model to the students and even you and me looking at intentional change in our lives and how to affect positive change. Thank you. Well, there's, there's so, there's so many layers too, Jane. I have to say that, you know, we were just glossing on this. We could nerd out about neuroscience all day uh, and maybe Mm -hmm. we will at some point, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but you know, this is, you know, if you want to learn more, uh, Richard has books about intentional change theory as, you know, as Jane mentioned, there's a lot in the, in the media about this and it's kind of the buzz and, and I guess I was happy to be there to learn from the guy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for another episode of College Unbound. We're learning more and more. Really delightful. Thank you. Thank you, Jane.